Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some Um I the Asshole. These are stories that were in the live stream over on Friday, so I've just put these into a video so you can enjoy them without having to go through all the live stream as well, because some of you don't want to be doing that. I hope you do enjoy them. Thank you very much, and let's get into it. Much love, guys. And this next story is from Smiley's. Am I the arsehole for not telling my parents that I'm going to a college states and states away from them? I, 17 male, am going to college next month. My parents are strict. Their rules, no dating out unless in a group, no swearing, no girls allowed over or going to a house, no phone in the bedroom, no phone at night, no passwords, social media has to be checked by a parent. Keep location on Life 360, curfew 9.30pm, no whispering. If I want to watch something, they have to review it first to see if it has lots of inappropriate content, etc. Last year, I got a girlfriend, 18 female, and we've been friends since we were 12. She wasn't allowed over if we went out on a date. It'd have to be with friends. I bought condoms a couple of months ago after dating. My parents found them. They confiscated them and grounded me for a month. My girlfriend bought more for us because we still found our way around the rules and no teen wants to have a baby accident just because adults are naive. When I was ungrounded, I got a job and bought my own phone. I figured if I showed responsibility by getting my own phone and paying the bill monthly, my parents would not treat me so childishly. They got mad at me and said the same rules they had about the phone they bought will apply to this one. Still couldn't use it in the bedroom. Had to leave it in the living room at night. Still had it checked frequently, all that. The most confusing thing about parents is they know their children will be considered adults at 18 but they shelter them and are overly strict with them as they get close to that age. How will they function as adults when they have no sense of independence? Because I thought you were supposed to gradually loosen the reins as your kid gets close to 18, but I guess being power trips is more comforting. I live in New York, but I apply to several colleges in Texas, Louisiana, California because I have family in those states. I paid for all of my admission fees. I have aid from FAFSA. I did apply for some colleges in New York because I needed info and documents from my parents. So after they had uploaded, I'd save it to my laptop. I decided on UH, Uni of Houston. Fall season starts two weeks after I turn 18, so my parents really can't do anything. I spoke to my third cousin in Houston, and I'm going to be with her. I wasn't going to tell my parents until August got closer, but they found out recently. They are angry. My dad doesn't want me to go. I told him I'll be 18, so it's not his choice. They told me I need to be close to home in case something happens. I said we have tons of extended family in Houston, and I'm going to be with a family member. My parents called me a selfish brat. They walked away from me while I was still trying to defend myself. We haven't had another conversation about it since. It's basically just silent treatment. I get why they're upset or worried because they don't want me far away and I do love them but it should not be a surprise that I'd do anything to get far away. And we'll start with a blue beached whale who says oh honey not the arsehole. What do they expect? They aren't mad you're leaving. They're mad you will no longer be controlled by them. The second you're out of that house a world of weight will come off your shoulders. Go live the life you deserve. Have the love life you deserve. 
And Gen XIA says, not the arsehole. As an adult child of controlling parents, run and don't look back. You won't regret it. It will be hard, but with the hard work and determination, it will be worth it. Good luck. And Drops of Liquid says, not the arsehole. But are you sure your aid will be enough to cover your full college? My parents had to do FAFSA as well as to get the aid I needed. And Jew Pomegranate says, not the arsehole. Welcome to adulthood where you will never please anyone. You're due for some freedom majorly. They're lucky that you're just going for university and not moving there permanently yet. I'm sure you appreciate their concern, but you're about to be an actual adult. They can't hold you hostage anymore. They won't be privy to what you aren't willing to share. Be ready to change all your passwords, get new emails and social media accounts because if they've had access to it before, after you're gone, they're going to be combing through everything to see what you're doing since they no longer have total control of you and your things. Make sure to reiterate that you love them and you'll be in contact about breaks and visitations with them. But if they continue to cold shoulder you, I wouldn't waste the time until they reach out to you. And one more from Illustrious Pomelo saying, not the arsehole. This is what happens when parents are over controlling. Kids fly fast and far. I wish every overly controlling parent of younger kids could read your post and realize what will happen to their kid when their kid hits legal age. Sometimes kids who have been overly controlled go a bit crazy when they get to college. Hope that doesn't happen to you. Enjoy Texas. Now, what do you guys make of this story? And this next story comes from Am I the Arsehole Family Throw? Am I the Arsehole for telling my sister just to get over it about my marriage and not coddling her? I'm one of three girls, Patty, Mara, me, and Ava. Patty is my bio cousin and had a very open adoption. She's also on the spectrum, but in a way that would just lead to social problems. In the neighborhood where I grew up, there was a family of three boys, Sam, Alex, and Zach. Our parents were all friends and joked that because we're all in close in age, us kids would probably all grow up and marry each other. Patty and Sam were in the same grade and I was two grades below them. Sam's parents divorced and his mum had Zach the same year Ava was born. My mother and Ava passed away. Patty had a crush on Sam all through high school, but he wasn't interested in her. She started choosing to spend summers with her bio parents in high school after her mother passed, so she was gone most of the time. The summer of my sophomore year, I went out with Sam a few times, but nothing came of it. Patty was off spending the summer with her bio parents like she had done since our mother passed, so she was away for this. She was furious about it when she found out and she accused me of stealing her man who wasn't interested. Sam ended up taking Patty to prom later that year so she could go, school policy, but that was it. Sam and I started dating again right before I finished college. When we broke the news to our families, my father and Sam's mother plus siblings were thrilled, but Patty looked distraught. I thought that this long after high school, she would have gotten past it, even if she hadn't dated anyone yet. I was wrong. She left the room crying and ended up calling out of work sick that entire week. She hadn't spoken to me directly since then because I stole her man. We decided to marry early last year. My father begged us to hold off to give Patty more time to accept it. We waited for a while and then realized that life is too short and Patty had already an entire decade post high school. We got married with just our immediate families. Patty spent the entire wedding sobbing until my father took her home, which meant that I didn't get to have a single picture with my father that day. The first normal holiday was July 4th. My father asked me to keep distance from Sam while there because Patty is still sensitive about the whole thing and he wants her to be able to have the ability to socialize again, which she can't do if she's miserable. We thought this was ridiculous and acted like any other married couple. Patty left after an hour and now my father is mad at me. 
He says he just asked for one little thing and that I slash we should know how limited her social life has been and how much she can't afford to lose her social skills. And now we're driving away from the entire family. Our extended family is on their side and said we just need to be more sensitive because of Patty's needs. And I don't think it's wrong of me to want to have the same treatment of any other adult married couple. And we'll start with Evening Jellyfish 1 on this one saying, not the arsehole, why is your entire family's catering to a, such a juvenile situation? A boy you have a crush on who doesn't reciprocate the feelings is not off limits to others. Sorry. If she can't be over it 10 years later, then that's her problem, not yours. Not to mention, he is now your husband. Asking you to keep your distance from your husband at a family gathering is just so ridiculous, I can't fathom. And Greek American Dom says, not the arsehole, you are right. Patty needs to get over it and your dad needs to stop coddling her. She should be in therapy over this. You guys should not be upending your life to accommodate her. Sam was never her man. Someone needs to explain that you don't get to call dibs on a guy. And Kettlewise says, not the arsehole, your family is coddling what is frankly creepy behavior. This isn't one little thing. It's not picking up an extra order or giving someone a ride. It's asking you to avoid your own spouse at family functions because of a sibling's possessive jealousy. This should have been nipped in the bud and dealt with a decade ago. And Fire Administration 41 replies to this saying, I wouldn't call it creepy, but it is a ridiculously long episode of hyperfixation. The big mistake back in the day was having Sam take Patty to the prom. That set her in the mind that they were a couple. I say as someone on the spectrum who spent a lot of years fixating on a series of guys who weren't interested and lack of contact or meeting someone else were the only things that broke the fixation. The right thing would be for the therapist to tackle the issue more clearly. But we have no idea what Patty is telling them and if there's any input from the rest of the family to establish the truth. The father certainly needs to be a better parent here. Now, what are your thoughts on this story? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This story is from a throwaway account. Am I the arsehole for yelling at my grieving mum? My 17 male mum, 46, wanted to reconcile recently. I lived with my grandparents since I was eight. My dad died when I was two. I just have some pictures with, but not memories with him. She remarried as I was five and dumped me on my grandparents after her first new baby. Every attempt to contact her from my side was blocked, like I never existed. I had talked to her in every social media platform until someday I gave up. She had two children from her new husband. I don't call him stepdad. A few months ago, she had a car accident in which her children died, but she had survived. 
I never attended any funeral of them or had any relationship as siblings. I was strangers with them. I shared a part of my DNA. However, a week ago, my grandparents called me down to the kitchen and she was there. It was totally weird to see her after this long time. Before any words were exchanged, she cried and attempted to hug me. Of course, I pushed her away and asked what she was doing. My grandparents stayed beside and said nothing, while my mum cried and said that only I was left from her children. My temper was never so heated like before, and I yelled at her that she hasn't any children left and already lost all of them. My grandpa had to drag me away and bring me to my room to prevent me from some stupid mistake. She had to leave our house. Since this week, I really cannot sleep, and every three minutes, I've been thinking about it. While the hate to her is just flaming up again, I really regret what I said to a woman who lost her children. My grandparents just said they can't blame me for the way I'm acting, but maybe they just say it because they're close to me. That's why I want to ask strangers, am I the arsehole here? And this story is from a throwaway account. Am I the arsehole for asking my husband to stop eating breakfast sandwiches? My husband eats frozen breakfast sandwiches every day often as many as five or six a day, all day and all night. Our freezer is stuffed with breakfast sandwiches. His breath smells of rotten eggs because he constantly eats egg patties. Half the time I cook, he'll skip whatever I've prepared to have one of these frozen sandwiches. It's embarrassing, especially when we have company. Historically, I haven't really cared. He's an adult and can eat whatever his limited palate enjoys. But several weeks ago, he paused the movie we were watching to go and get a snack and came back with one of these goddamn sandwiches and something in me just snapped. The smell, the sight, the idea of a grown-ass man who subsists on these hideous little frozen sandwiches. I was revolted. Ever since, I can hardly tolerate them. I've been trying to subtly to get him to stop. It's not healthy, your breath smells bad, etc. But he bought 24 more of them yesterday and today I finally snapped. I told him I find them repulsive and that I wish he would eat like a grown man. He was upset. Then he microwaved another one of these damn sandwiches and walked off with it. Am I the arsehole? I think I might be because my husband, although not formally diagnosed, has a lot of, and I don't know if it's like Asperger's or autism, but I won't say that just in case that might, I'm not sure if that's offensive or not, qualities and might be neurodivergent. He's especially quirky about food. I could count the things he eats regularly on one hand. And there were some edits with us where they was replying to some of the comments. But I'm, I'm definitely getting vibes of the McChicken sandwich guy on this one. But we'll read the edits just to cover it all. So edit, thank you for all your judgments and kind messages. Especially you folks who are neurodivergent or who have neurodivergent loved ones. The perspective was sorely needed. I owe my husband an apology. I am the asshole. <laughs> so there we go. Edit two. I apologize to my husband. He says he wasn't upset, just annoyed because having something other than breakfast sandwiches is inconvenient. He also said that he doesn't care about the inconvenience now that he knows how I feel and he'll eat something else for lunch and dinner. We compromise that breakfast is an appropriate time for breakfast sandwiches. I broached the topic of seeing someone about a formal diagnosis, but he wasn't into that at all. So we will keep on keeping on undiagnosed but working on our communication he's a great guy i'm lucky to have him thank you for all your comments and all of your judgments edit three just to address some ongoing comments and discussion oral hygiene is definitely part of the issue i've asked him to brush his teeth more frequently and use mouthwash for whatever reason the rotten egg smell and taste is very persistent and results in him tasting stuff like sulfur flavored listerine which is horrible reducing the amount of frozen eggs he eats does help 
And this story is from Intelligent Shirt 43. Am I the asshole for putting my colleague in trouble after she took a day off out of the blue? Throw away. So basically I work in the public service, in an office and I'm paid hourly. Like most of my colleagues, including the one I'm gonna talk about. We are a team of more or less 10 people, with four of them kind of coordinating the whole thing and conveying stuff in and out of the team from and to our boss. And are part of a bigger service in which a little more than 100 people are employed. One of them is the one I'm talking about. Let's call her Clara. Please note that we each month select the days we wish to work. We commit ourselves to be available that day if need be, if I may say so. So anyway, it was around 10 a.m. when Clara came to each of us, including one of the other coordinators, to give us a shit ton of work. But hey, so far so good. That's how it is. That's when things take a turn though. I'm starting to work on that thing when I hear Clara talking to my colleagues in the other room, saying she's basically going to take the day off work. It kind of bugged me, but whatever. Then she packs her stuff, quickly says goodbye, and she just leaves. Now I was angry. I went to see my colleagues soon after, when the what the fuck moment passed, asking, did she really just leave us? What the fuck? And she did indeed, for no other reason than to go home. I could see they all agreed with my discontent, were vocal about it too, though they weren't going to act on it. Let me just be clear, I work the same, I think as percentage than Clara, five days a week, including the weekends from 8am to 5pm. We all do as a matter of fact, so it's not like she's working herself harder than any of us. Now I'm not the kind who's going to create trouble behind people's back before confronting them, so I tried to call her but couldn't find her number anywhere. She wasn't even on the group session. I couldn't bear it though. So, being pissed, I went to one of my superiors, a real one this time, who's way more of a well, revolted nature. I tell her the story and she immediately agrees with me and even drags some other superiors into the conversation. She then announces to me that she'd have to tell the boss about it. That's when I realized I dropped a bomb and may have gone too far. I told her I just wanted to make things right and not put Clara in trouble, but she basically told me that I needed to man up and that I did the right thing by sharing this with her. The worst in all that is that Clara's a nice girl overall, never had any problems with her. This instance just really annoyed me, giving me and everyone else a shitload of work and leaving like you're some kind of big boss, and coupling that with an already bad day, I couldn't possibly stand still and shrug it off. Still, I feel like a fool for taking that so personally. I just feel terrible. I may have put her in trouble with the boss when I could have waited a few days and talked directly to her about it team shifts and I'm not going to work with her for a few days. So anyway, am I the arsehole? And there was a slight edit on this one which said she did obtain authorization to leave by another supervisor, telling him there was no work, which was obviously not true. Said supervisor immediately accepted without giving it much thought. And this story is from Throwaway Addicts Kid. Would I be the arsehole if I accepted 100% of my mother's inheritance? My 30s female mother, 60s female, is fed up with my brother's 40s male attitude. He dumps his kids on her when he feels like it, while treating his in-laws in ways he never treats our mother. My mother knows she can rely on me, including financially, while she can never ask him for simplest things. She's got life insurance and a flat. Because my brother never supports her and I do, she offered to make me the sole beneficiary of her will and life insurance. I said no way because I've heard stories like this and I don't want to be seen as that person. No money is worth having people accuse me of manipulating my mother or screwing my brother over. On the other hand, my brother is indeed unsupportive of her. And I often get frustrated being the only one being expected to support her. 
I think accepting this plan would make me the asshole towards my brother. While not accepting but still complaining that she only ever expects things from me and not him would also make me the asshole. And our next story comes from Bluffykins. Am I the arse of wanting to name my son after a video game character? My wife, 26 female, and I, 27 male, are both big gamers. We actually met through playing a game together online and it's important to us. We're expecting a baby boy in October and we couldn't be happier. This will be the first child for all of us and the first grandchild slash nibbling on both sides of our families, so they're pretty excited to meet him too. Here's where the problem comes in. My wife and I were both greatly moved by the story of Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2. We consider him to be one of the best fictional characters of all time. I've been playing video games for a long time and his story is the only one to ever make me cry. It was my wife who suggested that we use Arthur Morgan as the first and middle name for our son. Not only would we be paying tribute to our favourite character, but there's nothing wrong or weird about the names, other than Arthur is a little old fashioned now but it isn't as if we're naming him Sonic the Hedgehog or Donkey Kong. My mother had a brother that died when I was about a year old, so I don't have any memories of him. She's been pressuring us to name our son after him. There's nothing wrong with his name either. It's pretty common to think something like Robert John. It's just not what we wish to name our Sprout. My older brother let slip to my mother that the name we chose was from a video game character, and she completely flipped out. She actually drove 30 minutes to our house so she could bang on our door and berate us in person for honoring someone who doesn't actually exist over her flesh and blood sibling. I understand that she still misses my uncle, but while this may be her grandchild, he is still first and foremost our son, and we already think of him as Arthur. That's going to be his name no matter how she feels about it. When we tried gently and then firmly to advise her that we respected her position but that we weren't going to budge on ours, she walked out and told us she would have nothing to do with our son and would never acknowledge him as family. Am I the arsehole for not making my mother happy and just giving her a freebie on this? I've actually always had a really good relationship with her and it would hurt badly not to have her in my life or my son's life. My wife says that as parents, we're going to have to learn to advocate for ourselves because people are always going to be telling us that we've done something wrong and disagreeing with our parenting decisions. Thank you once again for enjoying today's stories. I hope you did enjoy them, by the way. And if you did, let me know in the comments below and what your thoughts and verdicts were on today's stories. Thank you so much for being here and spending 20 minutes or so of your day with the channel. It means the absolute world. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.